Welcome to Locked On Golden Knights. Where should he go? Today, we clash on who VGK free agency. More coming up next. For Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hi again, everyone. Along with Chris Golick, you could follow us at Lockdown on VGK, Boulder, and now on our new YouTube channel. I am at, at Tony Dasco on Twitter. And if you feel like getting a little bit stirred up, you can follow my man Chris Golick at TD Chris G on Twitter. And uh, Chris, on today's show, let's go through free agent for the Golden Knights. And Chris and I, you and I will decide should they stay? Or should they go? And so the jewel of this free agency crop be Riley Smith. Riley Smith has a $5 million a year salary. He was injured for most of this past season. I hear that he's feeling well. He's working. He's preparing for next season. There are only two salaries that BGK will be facing here that they need to figure out. And so uh, now when we talk about Riley Smith, we have to go back to when VGK tried to trade away Didonoff, and there was a lot of talk and speculation that perhaps we would see Riley Smith get extended at that point. And I know Riley Smith did not want to talk about his contract until the end of the season, and so that's where we're at right now. Should he stay? I say yes. Uh, the second line was just not good without him. He had a very slow start, if we recall, to this season. But he started to come around. He started to feel better, started to get more in sync. And this is the end of a five-year contract. And he will be entering his ninth NHL season. Should Ryan, in your opinion, stay or should he go? And I say trade the Don off again. Just get rid of him once and for all. That clear cap space. Smith versus the Don off, I think it comes down to that as well, Chris. So let's set the table first. Right now, $92,076,943. That's the check that Bill Foley essentially wrote last year for payroll. Next year's salary cap is $81 or $82.5 million or $83. It, it goes up a whole million dollars. That that helps, I guess, a little bit for BGK's situation. At face value, should Riley Smith stay or go? And if not, if there's nothing else to consider, Riley Smith needs to stay. He is such a big part of the Misfits line or just such a solid top six forward to have. We've seen what he can do when he's fully healthy. We've seen his contributions on the power kill and the power play. Uh, extremely effective two-way player with scoring punch how much money will Riley Smith want to make next year? Like you said, ninth NHL season. So he's at best plateaued, maybe a little spike here and there. Um, but I don't know how much he can exceed another potential $5 million contract. 
Will he want $5 million? Will he want $6 million? Will he want $3.5 million? I think that's going to determine if he stays or goes. But I believe he definitely should stay if we can make the dollars and cents workouts. So do you think he might command 6 to $7 million on a free agent market this uh, upcoming offseason? We understand he's a pretty hot commodity right now. And uh, will VGK be able to pay him, let's say, at least $6 million. And then when you look ninth NHL season, he probably will want some security, probably want term, right? Of course. I mean, that's what everyone wants, especially at that stage of the career. They're looking, uh, starting to think about possibly their last NHL team at that point. Who knows how much longer... Uh, He'll keep going, but yes, term is always going to be a big thing, and sometimes that outweighs um, the financial side of things. Do you want to sign Riley Smith for four or five years? I don't know. That's um, you know, at three point five million dollars, sure. At five point five million dollars, probably not. At six to seven million dollars, definitely no. But the bigger thing is, how are they going to make the money appear? Because right now they're, they're Without, if you take Riley Smith out of the equation, we're still five million dollars and change over the salary cap. Then, obviously, the first person I think we look at is uh, your boy Dodonov, of course. Uh, we can maybe talk about that a little bit later. Um, if if he wants six or seven million dollars, then Riley Smith, I don't see a path to him being a VGK next year. Yeah, and uh, for Riley's the total of twenty six games, Chris, that he's and had just 16 goals and 38 points in 56 games. And I believe that he should stay, and hopefully they could work same $5 million, but you give him maybe three to four years, right, again, and some security, and that might be enough for Smith to stay here. And he's uh, just a pretty big guy here in the local. And, again, he's feeling better, and he's ready to go. And, again, he will be an unrestricted the other unrestricted free agent his yanmark and uh for two million dollars i feel can just get matthias yanmark off the books purse and uh, you know 67 games nine goals this past season um he's go we recall that he played in just 15 games and he had upper body injuries this past year so he had three stints on the end list uh, this past season. Plus, he had COVID, a difficult year for T.S. Yanmark. Should he or should he go? So it's funny. I remember uh, last year, yeah, last year is when we, we took the Wild to seven games and uh, won the series. He gets that hat trick. I actually caught a video. Um, I was keying in on the owners and McPhee and McCrimmon all in the box together. And they were having a conversation right after Yanmark, I think, got his third goal right as the game was ending. And I think I put out there, I said, you know, caption this. And I captured something along the lines of, all right, McCrimmon, you can keep your job after getting this guy, something like that. So Yanmark has had some great moments for BGK. He's really helped us at times. He's played on all four lines, even healthy scratch at times. Um, again, given the situation... Uh, two million dollar. I don't. I don't see a. I don't see a path to him staying. Two million dollars. It's cap that has to be shed. 
hopefully look for a Henderson Horsey or two to uh, take that place. Another interesting case as well, Max Pacioretty. And what we heard Kelly McCrimmon say in his presser a couple of weeks ago now was that uh, they like to get rid of firing contracts. So Pacioretty has one more season before his seven Maximilian dollar contract expires. And so yeah, I just wonder if there's a chance if they will try, if they will try to see, you know, will his name be mentioned in discussions about trades? Uh, I wouldn't personally move him, but would VGK, in fact, you know, try to even extend Pacioretty at some point uh, for a lesser deal during the offseason? Uh, 33 and 183 days old as of today. <laughs> good uh, good uh, drop in there with uh, his uh, age to the day, Tony. Good job there. Um, just kind of looking here at Cap Friendly. I mean, $7 million. <sighs> Take out Max, Max Pacioretty's contract. That's $7 million. That puts us around $85 million. Take off the Donoff. That puts us around $80 million. Take off, um, take off Yanmark, all of a sudden we're at you know, $77, $78 million, and we have a little bit of wiggle room. Um, is someone willing to take Max Pacioretty on a one-year, $7 million deal for a 33-year-old who missed, I think, that many games last season, or 35, 37? He missed a lot of games. He's having some issues staying healthy for an entire season. So for someone else to take on that contract, it's going to take some uh, some interesting negotiating. Um, I would like Pacioretty to stay. I think he's going to come into next season with even more motivation. We discussed this yesterday, and, and Max Pacioretty probably, outside of William Carlson, Tony, is uh, the name that we probably mention uh, the most on this podcast. Um, if they make a deal where they do trade Pacioretty, to free up some of that cap space. And I mean, maybe Brisswan can be a poor man's patch ready for the first year, year or two. And then, uh, you know, flower into a, see what I did there? Flower into a new, uh, a new replacement for a player like patch already. Um, I want to see patch already stay if they can figure it out, but $7 million in cap relief. That's, that's necessary right now. Yeah. And, Again, there is a uh, full year remaining on uh, Max Pacioretty's uh, contract. And again, the two unrestricted free agents are Riley Smith, T.S. Yanmark. And so you say Smith, as do I. And we both, both agree that Yanmark goes. Yeah, I mean, Yanmark is fun, but he's, uh, not to put this lightly, but he's replaceable. Stay with us. Coming up next, you know there are 13 strict agents. Talk about that as we continue here. You're listening to summer is coming, and with summer, you're going to need on the go. And built bars are the perfect snack that you can take with you on all of your family vacations. The Gallics, everyone is invited, and uh, you can throw in your bags in your kids' backpacks. Make sure. That that everyone has a bar so that you are fueled for all of your summer adventures. And the best part is that they are healthy, they are delicious. And so there's no more sacrificing really delicious food for health. With Built Bar, you have absolutely both. 
It's so easy to have to do. To order is go to Built. And all Built Bars, including the Puffs, they're so popular, are covered in 100% real chocolate. Have you tried those Puffs? We are going crazy for the Puffs. We are going absolutely crazy. for. They come in crazy flavors, too, like my favorite, Banana and, of course, Chris Golick's favorite, Churro. Who doesn't want a protein that tastes like a churro? Come on, get real. And for you, then you might want to try what they call Mixed Box. Mixed Box, it comes with 12 flavors and also with the puffs. And uh, Built Bar makes sure that there is something for everyone. And most Built Bar calories, 4 grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein. Go to Built.com. Get all of your favorites. You can find them right there. Banana cream, raspberry, double chocolate, any more. Go to built.com. You can use the promo LOCKED15. Tell them that we sent you. Use the promo code LOCKED15. You will get 15% off of your order at built.com. Welcome back, and thanks for making loss in each and every day. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. And Chris Golick. On this Friday, the 13th edition of Don Golden Knights. There are 13 RFAs. 13 RFAs. I'm not scared. I'm not scared. I don't care about of the month or whatever. Okay, 13th RFAs. We've got Nick Haig, Brett Howden, Nick. What are some of the marquee names of free agents? Those three are all under a million-dollar salaries. And there are also just a lot of similar types as we go through these RFAs. And so I thought you could shed a lot of the cap by getting rid of a few of them. Uh, Hague got 14 points. We know he missed a lot of games. He missed up to 30 games this past season. Uh, 10 goalie to career games. Wah had the most season, I felt. 39 points. Howden, uh, perhaps had that scary injury he crashed into the boards uh, Philip, uh forsberg in the game against nashville and uh, might not be the same player after something like that uh, had to be stretchered off the ice so let's talk uh nick Hague, uh nick wah and nick at night i mean uh brett howden <laughs> if the barry trotz watch is still going which that's been strangely quiet now but we kind of expected that based on Trot's uh, comments that he's probably going to take a week or so and evaluate things. Unrelated, of course, VGK has not given a public vote of confidence or a public uh, comment that DeBoer is returning. But where I'm going with that is Nick Haig is a, <clears throat> pardon me, Nick Haig is a big body, stay at home, homegrown defenseman, if you will, starting with VGK's uh, farm system in Chicago and obviously now uh, that they relocated to Henderson. Um, so Nick Haig is a perfect player for uh, for the system that Barry Trotz runs as far as uh, defense first. I would like to see him find a way to hold on to Nick Haig. It's going to cost a little more than 791000 I believe, but I would love to see Nick Haig stay. I thought he took major steps forward from last year to this year when he was healthy, of course, on the ice, that is. Um, his speed improved, but he's still a big body built like a Braden McNabb, but I think a better skater than Braden McNabb as far as just getting around the ice and uh, that ability to uh, send you crashing 
through the first uh, through the boards into that first uh, row of seats and eating nachos with Alec Martinez. So they can find a way to get Alec or hold on to Nick Haig, make him a nice offer. Obviously, <clears throat> not the qualifying offer because when you make the qualifying offer, someone can match and however that side of things works. So you got to be careful uh, as you enter those negotiate negotiations with Nick Haig. Um, Nick Wah, he's not going to make 750000 next year. He's going to command a, a sizable pay raise. Um, so kind of the same applies there. You're going to have to make an aggressive offer for Nick Wah so you don't lose him on the market. We've talked about his ability to play up and down all four lines. And with by the comments that McPhee made about that retooled line four, Nick Wah is going to stay. They're going to find some way to extend Nick Wah. Uh, Keegan Colasar, same thing. He's a part of that powerful, amazing fourth line we keep hearing about. Um, I don't see him making much more than 725000 next year, so I think he's a must-keep because Colasar, again, like Nick Wah, he can be, be moved around the lineup. I don't necessarily want to see Colasar on the top six too often, but in a pinch, he can definitely fill in. Um, Brett Howden, he also was helpful on line three and four last year. I mean, someone's going to have to go in this. We can't just, you know, say we like all these players and they're going to have to stay. Um, I think Brett Howden would be the odd man out of uh, the notables on the RFA side, though. Yeah, so I would have to say, see, I, you and I are a little mixed here. Uh, I say Nick Haig goes. Uh, he's expendable just in Howden. I think he should go. I think Wah, because you're going to pump him up. You're going to have to bump Wah, as you had mentioned, Chris. Uh, I say he stays. Keegan Colasar, restricted free agent. As you mentioned, he's making only 725000 And they could give him a little bump up at pieces there. And definitely they want to keep, as you mentioned, George McPhee wants to keep that fourth line intact. They're really in what they could do when, when they're healthy. No doubt, Tony. And it, it's funny, all the all the talk about this fourth line, you know, with McPhee and stuff like that. They played two periods together. They played two periods together. Yes, it was a fun training camp and all the nice things that they said about them coming out of camp. But has there been this much hoopla about a line four in the history of the NHL, Tony? Let, let's think about this for a second. Has someone mentioned line four this much? given a circumstance that like the golden knights went through not making the playoffs but hey line four woof, we would have that line four we would have been there like that's i don't know it's a little bit of a head scratcher it's a little bit of an odd friday tony yeah and uh george mcphee had said in the podcast that uh the fourth line he felt was the best and coming out of training camp he thought uh, uh going to do a lot of special things on the ice and as it turned, fourth line did play very well with all those interchangeable parts during the course of the season. And we're moving here. It's an interesting one. I just put these uh, players together, if you will. Jack Duke, um, who's kind of stuck in limbo. Henderson, he had a lot of fanfare, of course, coming out of college. And then uh, Daniel Marimanov, Jake and Giannis Ronbjorg, and Lashizen and Ronbjorg, especially. Lashizen out of that group, I thought was uh, the the impact, and that, that they're going to have to try to find a way to keep. So Dugan, I'll say uh, Dugan 
Marimanov, that's our, uh, Lashizen stays. I think could be expendable. Miramanov, I think, definitely stays. He's a top four down in the AHL, can play on the backside of um, the six uh, defensemen for VGK. If he needs a pinch in between eight and 12 games to help out VGK, he can do so and contribute. We've seen that. Um, Jack Dugan's kind of fallen through the cracks. Uh, he's he's a body. He's not a bad player by any means, but maybe he was um, this season's Dylan Secura, so to speak, where He's got some moments and, you know, a promising future, but it just might not be in Southern Nevada. Um, LeCision, time up in Vegas, obviously, time with the, with the Golden Knights. Uh, a good body to have in the event uh, we experience similar compromises like this season. Uh, Ron Bjerg, I'm with you. Hopefully can stay, can contribute, but if uh, a couple dominoes got to fall, Ron Bjerg, um, and Dugan, I think, would be the ones. Yeah. Okay, so so Dugan and Ron Bjerg go, and we believe Marimanov, you sold me, uh, Marimanov and Lashizden, <laughs> they both should stay. I like Marimanov. He's my guy. I like him. And then another we see here. Yeah, no, we thought that he showed some promise uh, when he was up with the, uh, the big team season, but the other bucket – that I have is I think they're all expensive. These guys are going to be called, called the expendables. We've got Gage Quones. Uh, uh, you have Dylan Ferguson. Now the emergence of the barber. Uh, I think he's expendable. And then Jake Bischoff. Jake Bischoff was hurt, right? Most of this. Bischoff's been hurt for the most of the last two seasons. Um, Ferguson, shout out again for having the coolest uh, goalie mask I've seen with his uh, Kobe Bryant tribute, his ma uh, Mamba. I forgot the he had a name for it, but it was just an amazing helmet. Um, Ferguson, he's a body. He's uh, been through many different layers of the VGK organization. Um, Seville, I like Seville. He's definitely uh, seems to have a promising future, depending on how things shake out. Uh, you got Patera down there as well. Um, so maybe Ferguson is the odd man out of that group. I don't know how deep you need to go as far as how many other goalies outside of, you know, your top two for the Golden Knights and then three solid goalies for the Silver Knights and just kind of see uh, where that all shakes off. Um, ben Jones, he, uh, he's, we like him down in Henderson. He's popular in Henderson. Um, he just doesn't seem to be taking the strides necessary to get up to the NHL level. Can that happen next year? Maybe. Um, but also, again, going back to the Dylan Secura effect, maybe another organization might be, um, you know, a new start for someone like that. I forgot who else who else you mentioned. Uh, Bischoff missed a lot of time. Um, Gage yeah. Quinney. Go ahead. Gage Quinney, yeah, that's... Um, yeah, Gage the storyline, the homegrown, uh, homegrown, uh, you know, Southern Nevada player. That would be interesting to see it if he could catch on. But you know, he, he's fine now in Henderson, and we'll just kind of see where that goes. And uh, I've got to ask you: Is Logan Thompson expendable? Is he expendable? Yeah, of course he's expendable. Everyone, <laughs> no, he's not. Every player is expendable. Every player is expendable, Tony. Every player Quit is expendable. Quit stirring it up. 
quit stirring it up with LT. And uh, we'll keep an eye because uh, on Friday, they get things started at the World Championships as well. And so we'll be watching that uh, again and uh, giving you recaps uh, coming up on Monday show. And uh, coming up next, we'll talk about the NHL playoffs. We will have three Game 7s coming up on Saturday night. Don't miss it. We'll talk more about, about that when we're right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. You could find all the latest odds, all the latest news, all the latest sports developments, including your basketball playoffs in the NBA. Major League Baseball has started off, and my Yankees are red hot. Uh, we've got the latest out of MMA and even next season's NFL futures, over-unders on wins now that all the schedules are out, and, of course, the National Hockey League. Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick right here in Las Vegas, where it was in the 70s uh, in that range earlier this week. Meteorologist Chris Golick tells us that it will be uh, soaring upwards this weekend up into the 100-degree range. Three Game 7, speaking about the heat, three Game 7s <laughs> coming up on Saturday night. These are fun to watch, as they say, right? If your team is not involved in a game seven, because game sevens are so brutal. We've got the Bruins at the Canes. We've got the Lightnings. I have Toronto playing for the Stanley Cup. We've got the Kings at the Oilers, and I have the Oilers playing Toronto and the Maple Leafs, who are not the Maple Laughs, in the uh, Stanley Cup final as well. Game sevens, man, you can't beat it, right, in sports and all of sports. No doubt. My just really, I'll give it a very condensed version. My favorite game seven story, um, 98, I want to say Chicago Wolves, Detroit Vipers, eight, excuse <laughs> me, the IHL finals before the Wolves be, went to the AHL, but the IHL finals, Wendell Young is skating off a player on the Detroit Vipers shoots a puck at his back. Both players go off the same side of the ice in the Allstate Arena. Wendell Young gets out there, attacks anyone he possibly can, and you have an all-out brawl 15 minutes before the start of Game 7. So you can find that if you uh, if you YouTube Chicago Wolves daring greatly. I think it's like the seventh episode or something like that. Just absolutely amazing, but awesome way to set the scene. Um, the Tampa Bay Lightnings, Tony. Who the hell are the Tampa Bay Lightnings, by the way? Anyway... Let's keep going. Did um, I say lightning? Seven. Did amazing. I say lightning? You said lightning. Oh, you definitely said lightnings. It's it's on par with your all Canadian uh, final you got right now. Um, uh, well, the winning goal was scored by Braden Points. No. Uh, yeah, yeah, Follies Bergere, whatever the hell that was called. Um, all right, Follies Bergere. Excuse me. All right, so game seven. Yeah, going back last year, just trying to explain game seven to. My son, when we saw the the Wild and the Golden Knights play last year, just the excitement, the energy, the the you're scared. Every single shot on net basically could be the season. Uh, thankfully, last year's Game Seven against Minnesota was not that stressful. 
um, as a BGK fan. Yanmark uh, saved this the season last year, so to speak. So very exciting. Um, looking at the game sevens, Boston, Carolina. I think Rod Brindamore is going to just give a pregame speech that is going to just make the Hurricanes run a, want to run through a brick wall. Um, I see tons of motivation, and I like the Bruins. I like the perfection line. Um, I'm going to take Rod Brindamore to win that game for the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, Leafs lightning. <clears throat> Tony, the Leafs are done. Leafs are done. They choke in big situations, and I'll take Vasilevsky along with Stamkos. Uh, I think Corey Perry is going to be a difference maker in that game. Uh, John Cooper is going to coach them to where they need to get to. Um, Kucherov is going to score a breakaway without even a breakaway goal without even touching the puck. Uh, your Leafs are going to lose Game Seven on home ice. It's going to be pretty ugly uh, up up there in Toronto, as uh, McPhee would say. Um, and then Oilers Kings. Ooh, Evander Kane. Evander Kane. Evander Kane gets the the. the Gets the GWG and uh, shout out to Dustin Brown on an amazing NHL career, but it ends a Saturday about 9.30 Pacific. Evander Kane, seven goals in this series. Seven MVP. goals. MVP. That, uh, seven, Tyson like Barry, he says. Seven goals, like he said. Unbelievable. Game seven. The Tyson Berry goal was unbelievable in that game. It just Connor McDavid making something out of nothing. Just... The way that they passed the puck around, it, it was just amazing. And, and just watching that game, uh, we've got, oh, again, hey, shout out to St. Louis, to the Blues. Again, they say that that is a team that is built to go deep in the playoffs. Why? Because they play good defense. And then uh, they went from Billy Husso to Bennington. So Husso started at the first three games. And then Bennington, just a gut feeling, and they put him in. They win three straight and that and the sixth straight time that the wild ends the season in the first round of the playoffs. Mark Andre Fleury, one more season. Who's going to take a gamble on Fleury for one final tour? Is it the final tour? First of all, that's um, my lead question. Um, I think Pittsburgh is a viable destination. Go there for uh, the final hurrah, so to speak. Um, Edmonton still has Mike Smith, and if Edmonton cannot make a deep run, Edmonton has to be a viable place for him to go. Um, I would I would handicap it at Pittsburgh is the likely destination, especially given what they're going through right now in the playoffs. Um, Edmonton, depending on how strongly they feel they need to improve things in the net. I mean, a combo of Mike Smith and Marc-Andre Fleury, that could be a very interesting um, I won't say one two punch because I think at that point they're both like uh, you know a one B or two A type punch, but one starting fifty ish games, one starting thirty ish games, so they both do have some uh, health remaining entering the playoffs. Um, I would probably Pittsburgh first, Edmonton second for Mark Andre Fleury, and then uh, the other series that we have, uh, we got uh, the Flames up three games to two. That's a tighter series than I had anticipated against Dallas. And my Rangers are playing against Pittsburgh on the road. Game six coming up without Sidney Crosby. 
Sidney Crosby, is he ruled as forgive me, is, is he out? Is he ruled out of that game tonight? Or are we doesn't look likely that he'll yeah, it does not look likely that he'll be playing. And if he does, he's pretty much battered, you know, from a, a pretty big hit. So uh, I like your Rangers to find a way to turn things around, especially with a Crosby less Penguins team. Uh, I'll give I'll give you one. You ready? Ryan Reeves is going to score a goal tonight and factor heavily in the outcome of the game, just out there punishing everything that gets in his way. Reeves is going to get a playoff goal, and uh, your boys are going to uh, circle the wagons and take it home Sunday in Madison Square Garden and advance. Only if they play Baba O'Reilly as the Rangers come on the ice, because that really hey. got them fired up. And hey. we need Ryan Reeves. <laughs> we need Ryan Reeves uh, to do the shout-outs in the locker room of that opening lineup. Uh, that was uh, something else. The Panthers looking to close out uh, a Washington team that's been very stubborn. Uh, all these games and all these series have been very interesting. And again, uh, you know, it's just a matter of which team could close out the other now, especially in game sevens. And Toronto's going to be rocking. I think I said the Lightning's at Toronto. I think I said that earlier. The Tampa Bay Lightning. Okay, is, so there's so there you have like one of those at. apostrophe or quotation <laughs> things. If my if my wife was here, I'd ask her, but uh, she's she's a teacher and she she's the English teacher. Here. She would correct me repeatedly. Yeah, uh, me me too, and and she does. Hi hi Amanda. She doesn't watch, but anyway, um, Florida Washington, stubborn Washington is actually a real good way to put that. Um, I just don't think there's enough meat on the bone for Washington. They might get get this game. Um, I think the Panthers are going to win tonight. If I have to make a prediction, I'll say the Panthers will win tonight. Um, but Washington is not going to win the next two games. I feel very comfortable saying that. And then uh, Dallas, Calgary, uh, we talked a few weeks ago. And Dallas is a one-trick pony as far as their offensive output goes. You find a way to limit Pavelski. Uh, you find a way to limit Robertson. And you're going to win. And Calgary is just that type of team where they are going to bottle up the other team's top talents or limit them to minimal damage, so to speak. And, uh, you know, Daryl Sutter is going to find a way. And uh, Dallas, uh, nice little run. Uh, you, you took the you took our, our seating away from us, so to speak, at the end. But um, Dallas is going to be done tonight. Calgary is going to advance in a, a typical 2-1, to 3-1 to one type game. And uh, anything new on the Pete DeBoer watch before we depart for the weekend? No news is no news, but until VGK comes out and says Pete DeBoer is our guy next year, I'm saying he's not our guy. At this moment right now, he is not our guy. I don't think the, I don't think the plan is DeBoer next year at this point. If it was, they would have said so. If they are going to stick by DeBoer, they would have said, by now, Pete DeBoer is our guy. And that's a little troubling now at this point, I think. Because DeBoer is, whether he's in Vegas or wherever DeBoer is right now, in the back of his mind, he knows that interviews are happening with other coaches. Maybe not just Trotz, but other, other coaches that are out there. He knows they are actively searching for his replacements. Now, same breath, if they do replace him... He gets to kick back and still make four million dollars next year, whether it's with another team or whether it's just sitting down. I think he lives in Florida. I thought he had said, 
I think he has a place down in Florida. So, you know, DeBoer's like, okay, cool. But I think DeBoer wants to be on the bench. But too much time has gone by. They were pretty quick to come out and fully came out and said, hey, McCrimmon, he's coming back next year and let's uh, let's keep things going. I thought by McPhee's podcast, I thought McPhee was passively giving a vote of confidence to DeBoer. But McPhee is also very calculated in, in what he says and always a, a game within the game when McPhee is speaking. So who knows? Who knows? But... Monday, Tuesday, next week, I think we have an idea which way things are going to go. Okay, so in keeping up with today's show theme, should Pete DeBoer stay or should he go? I say he goes. Should he stay or should he go? If those are my only two options without going any deeper into anything else, if those are the only two options, given all the unknowns, I would actually say Pete DeBoer should stay. And we thank everyone for tuning in. And next week, hopefully, we'll have a surprise right here on our new YouTube podcast. We're trying to get a surprise for you there, Chris. Thanks for making oh. Locked On Golden Knights your first listen every day. Is it the closing credits? Is it the closing oh, credits? Is that what you're excited about? Today I am. But next week, we'll have maybe a bigger surprise. For your second listen, oh, make sure that you check out. I got you. <laughs> make sure you check out Locked On NHL. From the first round matchups to each and every Stanley Cup kiss, Locked On NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news, all the opinions from the local experts every Monday through Friday. And guess what? It is free and available wherever you get your podcast. Enjoy your Friday the 13th, Chris Golick. Enjoy your weekend, everyone. We thank you all for tuning in. I'm Tony Cardassio. So long for now from Las Vegas. And thanks for tuning in to Locked On Golden Knights. Take care. Shout out to my friend Kane Hodder on his special day today. Good stuff. Good stuff.